Hello and welcome to another episode of Weeb Cafe. I'm Claire, that is Chris. You can't see them, but they are dressed as Kyo from Fruits Basket and has not changed out of cosplay yet. I still have to film TikToks with my girlfriend. If this wig comes off, it's not coming back on. <laughs> Alright, so uh, it's gonna be me and Kyo are talking about the last season, the final season of Attack on Titan. Yay. <laughs> so this is obviously part one because the second part of season four comes out winter 2022, which is way too Disgusting. far away. Disgusting. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We are going to start off with a non-spoiler version, but know that the rest of this podcast will be intense spoilers we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty and we're gonna share our opinions some things that we thought that we knew and turns out we were whew, we were wrong i was so wrong all right so we're gonna start off with some non-spoilers uh chris what was your overall feel of season four fuck aaron that's it fuck aaron Fuck Aaron, fuck Aaron, fuck Aaron. I fucking hate him. I've hated him the whole fucking time. God, I fucking hate him. I hate Aaron <laughs> with a burning passion. Other than that, I think it was good. Uh, my emotions are all over the place and I fucking hate it. I'm just really fucking confused about a lot of things. Me too. I would like to start off. I'm holding in my anger and my sadness. I have already cried this morning before filming the podcast because... If I didn't cry before, I was going to cry during. But I want to start off by saying that both Chris and I really, really appreciate MAPPA Studios for their intense, amazing work that they did on the tightest schedule. Like, their schedule made me nervous, and I don't even work there. But also, even, what was it, like, episode 14, there was an earthquake that week. So, like, they... they Instead of pushing everything back a week, they just released two fucking episodes the next week. They really, like, they really pulled through. I enjoy and really love the animation style. I know some people didn't like it. I think they made, I, I mean, Mikasa's my, my waifu, but I think she looks just as amazing. And I love her new haircut. I don't care what anyone says. I think Mappa Studios made everyone look hot as fuck. Except for Flock, who was always disgusting. I saw a comparison of the flashback scene after Mikasa is kidnapped by the people who killed her parents. It showed a screen cap of when we originally saw it in whatever season that was. And then a screen cap of the redraw they put in season four. And so much more detail went into Mappa's version of it than the first one that, like, I was like, wow, I didn't even, like, think of it. But, like, you can see how much more detail and how far animation has come since it originally aired. I really liked it. I personally like Mappa. I think they did a really good job, like, growing with the characters. I do have some issues with character designs, but I don't think that's necessarily Mappa's fault. It's more so the author's fault for fucking with my characters. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Also, um, all respect, nothing but respect for Isayama. Is that how you pronounce his name? Isama, I think. Nothing but respect for my man. But also, 
bro, do you need a number for my therapist? Because I think you would greatly appreciate some some hour time with a, with a trained professional. Because man's knows how to kill us and just stab us in our hearts. Over and over again. Toxic, it's a toxic relationship because I know that he's only going to hurt me, but I can't stay away. Oh, the ending of this anime is going to fucking kill us both, isn't it? Oh, it really is. And I keep on saying this whole time, like every episode, Chris and I will like talk to each other and I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. I don't care anymore. I've emotionally detached. And then I cry <laughs> every day because I see a new edit of, of our characters. And so I'm just like, ugh. Also, 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 something that I didn't really appreciate until episode was the in intense, amazing music score that was this season. There's just a straight up English song. There's a rap verse in <laughs> the fucking episode. And I'm just like, what? I loved it. It was amazing. I love the opening. I love the theme. It's forever in my brain. The opening's a bop. I think that's probably my second favorite Attack on Titan opening. I think my number one would be, I think it's the second opening that, like, everybody knows that the dance is to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think that's my number one OP, but then I think this one's my number two for Attack on Titan. All right, you ready to jump into the spoilers? All right, spoilers. So if you haven't finished part one of season four, click away. But if you're ready, then let's go and you can come cry with us. I can't cry. I have makeup on. It's okay. You can't cry. I'll cry for both of us. All right. So we're going to start off with just the beginning so that we're going to we're going to try not to jump around too much. So the opening of season four starts with Falco waking up in a battlefield. And it has <laughs> poor Falco. Falco, my baby. <laughs> he it's it's supposed to be a parallel between how Aaron wakes up in season one. I didn't put that together. I was just I was so fucking confused for like the first four episodes. Love and I were like binging them together and we're like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I knew there was a time skip, but now I'm just really fucking confused at this point. Yeah. See, I thought this was in the past, even though I, they literally told us before, hey, this is five years in the future. I was thinking this was before. I was thinking this is the war that like pushed all the people to parody. So that's for the what? whole two episodes, someone was like, no, that's Reiner. He's just old. He's still hot. And that's Zeke. Hot. I still fuck him. I'd fuck him both. No, you're disgusting. Right. You are absolutely disgusting. I thought it was in the past. And then here I, I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, it's World War Two. And this all happened in, like, our timeline. And I thought that I was, like, I was connecting dots that weren't there. And then someone's like, no, this is five years in the future. You're dumb. When Love and I were watching it, we thought it was the past, too. It was like, oh, maybe this is how they got where they are. No, we were wrong. We were very wrong. Very, very wrong. Although, I will say, when fucking Aaron showed up, I was like, that's fucking Aaron. How much you want to bet that's Aaron? And I was right. It was Aaron, and I still hate that motherfucker. I hate that motherfucker so much. <laughs> First thoughts on the on the the warrior candidates is fuck Gabby. I actually really loved her when we first met her. I really liked her. I thought Falco was annoying. 
didn't even really bother to learn the other candidates' names. I mean, because they're not important if they all die. Zoe, I think, was the other one? I don't Zoe. remember the other one. I remember Udo. Well, that poor kid. He went out with a bank. I liked Gabby when we first met her, and then I was like, oh shit, she's related to Reiner. I love Reiner. And then the more we saw of her, I was like, I hate this bitch. I hate this bitch almost as much as I hate Aaron. But I really liked her in the beginning, <laughs> before everything went to shit. Well, Gabby is supposed to be a parallel to how Aaron was in season one. Interesting, considering I've always hated Aaron. Like, she has the same drive, the same, like, I'm gonna kill all the... Eldians? Yeah. Because they, like, the reason why everyone hates her is because she's very ignorant on how, like, the other, like, how the people of Parody all really are, and how, like, her people have been uh, (laughs) discriminated against and shoved into internment camps, basically. And, but that's the same ignorance that Aaron had when he was like, I'm going to kill every single Titan, all of them. And then he fucking became one. Like he became the thing that he hated most. And in the same way, Gabby always has been because she is an Eldian. She became what she hated most or she always was. That's some, that's some deep shit right there. But I always thought Gabby was annoying. I, uh, I just knew Right from the get-go that she was going to be a thorn in my side. I just didn't know how much. I really thought she would have been dead before the end of part one. You would think. You would think. Um, but then we see we see Reiner's having just a, just a tough time. Tries to, tries to kill himself uh, because I mean, of his guilt. No mood. No mood, Chris. Yeah, so Reiner's just coming down from his split personality trip thing that he went on and one of the things that i thought was that i was angry about until social media taught me to to like laugh at the pain was that scene he had with his family with gabby where he's like oh they're devils there was this one girl who hold a potato and she ate it in the middle of everyone and then and then she broke off half but it wasn't half and she gave the smaller half to like this other guy and i was just like is that seriously, like, you're seriously going to disrespect my Sasha like that? And then people are like, well, that's what he said because he couldn't think of any, like, actually terrible things to say. So, one of the things I love about Reiner, the last time you kind of see him in season three, and then specifically in the first couple of episodes, especially when he's, like, figures out that Aaron's there, he has this conflict going back and forth because... He was raised and taught to hate the Eldians his whole life. Went on a secret mission to go get insider information so that they could come back and destroy them. And then when he leaves and he comes home, especially with that scene, he's conflicted. Like, he knows he should hate them and they're the enemy, but at the same time, he was friends with them. He, like, grew up with them for several years. Like, he made connections and saw that they're not these horrible people. So he's conflicted between, these are my enemies, I should kill them, but also... They were my friends and they really did care for me. Even when they found out that he was from the mainland. I mean, yeah, they were kind of upset, but, like, they still see him as a friend. Like, he's so conflicted about it, and that's, I think, why I love him. And that's the one redemption arc that I like from any character I've watched so far. Everybody else, I'm like, fuck him, I don't care. No redemption arc. 
but Reiner gets his redemption arc for me. So Reiner's just having, like, a tough time. You see him, like, the, he sees, like, his old quote-unquote friends, because they weren't really his friends. No one really liked Reiner as a kid. He wasn't really supposed to be a warrior candidate, but he sees the, the new, like, Falco, Gabby, Udo, and whatever the other one is. You see, he, like, sees them as, like, his old friends of, like, Annie and Bertolt and the one that was not supposed to be Ymir, but now is Ymir. Yeah, I don't remember that kid's name. Yeah, and then now let's talk about the other Titans. Poco! (laughs) What are your thoughts on Poco? I didn't really care for him, but then watching everything he goes through, like, with Falco, like, my older sibling instinct was like, oh, I, I like this dude. Because, like, if I was in his situation, I would do the exact same thing for love, like, if anything like that happened. He's okay. I don't really feel like he's, like, a major player or anything. We don't really see him much, honestly. Like, you kind of see him in the beginning, then you don't see anything of him, and then you get, like, what, one snippet of him at the last episode? That's it. He's not really, like, a major player, so, like, I don't really have much to say about him. He looks like every guy that went to my high school who tried to be from California. What's up, guys? Yeah. What do you think about Peak? He's hot. I'd tap that shit. Oh my god. Peak! <laughs> Peak! I can't believe I screamed that last episode. I'm so mad at myself. I, okay, honestly... I knew you had the hots for her, and I was like, ah, you know, she's okay. But then, in, was it, episode 15, when she's infiltrated Paradis in the army, I was like, damn, she hot. <laughs> I'd tap that. I'd tap that. Her and her, her six-foot-tall, non-binary top. Hell fucking yeah. Man, I love it so much. Okay. So, and then monkey. Asshole. <laughs> monkey. I mean, zaddy. No. I hate this motherfucker, especially after episode 15, but zaddy. I hate I, you. I hate him, but I like him at the same time because, like, the whole reasoning behind his plan to destroy the titans like it's like plausible and like it makes sense because he doesn't want anybody else to be ostracized and grow up the way he and everybody else of his descent has but also you can't really take away people's reproductive rights sounds very man sounds like a very big male thing as the united states is still trying to fucking figure out I, I liked him, but after he fucked with everybody with the wine, and left Levi once again with nobody, and then tried to kill Levi. When's he gonna understand that he just can't? Like, Levi's gonna end him before he does. Like, that's, that's what's gonna happen. Like, he literally blew himself up to try to end Levi, and I know we don't see it in this part of the season, but you have had it confirmed by somebody who's read the manga- that he does, in fact, survive that explosion. Yeah, Levi doesn't die. So, Levi, I don't want to call him a cockroach, because he's not a cockroach. 
But he's like a cockroach. That man is never gonna fucking die. It's just, it's just, Zeke's a, Zeke's a stupid, he's overconfident, he's like, oh, I'm the beast titan, I can do whatever I want. Can't kill Levi. You get captured every single fucking time by, <laughs> by freaking Levi freaking Ackerman. By a midget. You get captured every time by a killer midget. Oh my god. So then... We see what I thought was Armin, but instead was just Yelena with a beard. I fucking thought that was Armin too. Like when we saw her from the back, when she led Piek and uh Piek, yeah, Piek, sorry, Piek and um, Poco, yeah. um, and Poco. I almost called him Falco, and Poco into that trap. I 100% I thought it was Armin. I was like, oh shit, Armin got tall. And then it's not till episodes later. I was like, oh fuck, that's not, that's not Armin. Who the fuck is that? It was because even on Wikipedia, even Wikipedia said that was Armin. So I, because wow. I was like, is that Armin? And then it said, and Armin shows up and throws them in. It's changed now. But I was just like. That's because nobody knew who it was. But I love after that whole thing and they get back on the ship and I think it was Levi who said, like, are you, like, are you going to just continue to wear that? And that's when she, like, pulls off the beard and she's like, oh, but I really like it. And I was like, that's a mood, man. You know, sometimes you just want to look real masculine. Yeah. God, I fucking love Yelena. I hate her, but I love her. I would let her step on me and end my life and say thank you. You wouldn't even have to ask. She would just do it just because. Don't remember their name. But we just see the Titan form, the Warhammer Titan. Oh, yeah, that bitch. So, don't remember her name. But I do remember, like, when the we first get to see the Warhammer Titan. So fucking badass. 100% my favorite Titan now out of the founding Titans. Then we see Falco being kind of manipulated by Eren. Because Falco's a good boy. And he just wants to help. Falco deserves better. And he was just like, oh man, the amount of memes... Of when they're in the basement. Are you talking about the Snapchat memes? Because those were my fucking favorite. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, hey. Hey, Mr. Reiner. I, uh, there's this old friend that wants to see you. Mr. Reiner? Mr. Mr. Reiner? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, this is when Falco knew. He fucked up. It was, oh my god. So many memes. I loved it so much. He just thought he was doing what was right. And Aaron is a fucking piece of shit, like always. I was just, I was so, the whole thing, because it was the first time where I was like, because I'm, I was fully on Team Aaron the whole time. Already the, the people were talking about, oh, it's a morally gray world. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm Team Aaron. And then a couple episodes later, I was like, I'm team Survey Corps. I'm team Hanji. Whenever team Hanji's on, I'm going to be on that one. Which, you know, Hanji's going to go wherever Levi goes. And low-key, Levi has been done with Aaron's shit. Probably since he met that kid. Oh my god, yeah. Levi and Aaron have the best reunited scene of all time, which is just Levi just kicking him in the face. Which is just great. Nice, uh, nice reboot. So, loved that. But, so, what happened was that freaking Lucius Malfoy version of <laughs> that guy was making a speech, and he was like, 
ah, this whole history that you've been taught saying that you're devils, it's incorrect. In fact, the Marlians were the oppressors. Crazy, right? Given all that, we're going to go blow up their fucking island and kill all of them. And then Aaron just dropkicks them out of the universe and starts his rampage. And then eats the Warhammer Titan. Yeah, okay, which is important to bring up because Warhammer Titan encased herself in the ice crystal that Annie did. But then Poco, with his jaw titan, is able to crack the the crystal and was able to eat. Aaron now has the Warhammer Titan, which he hasn't used yet, which we haven't seen him use. So, like, my question is, so he has two titans? Three? The Founding Titan, the Attack Titan, and now the Warhammer Titan. Or, or the Founding and the Attack Titan the same thing? That's what I was gonna say. I think they're the same thing. Are they the same thing? Okay. Then maybe he only has two. But can you use multiple Titans? Like, how does that happen? And then when he gets eaten, does somebody get two Titans? Like, I I have so many questions about the Titans and how this shit works. I'm just so absolutely confused. Because what is the point of having one? Because I- Aaron's fucking goal at this point is to have all the titans, or at least that's what it seems like. But what's he gonna do with all of them? Because I don't think you can use all of them. No, my original idea was that he's trying to eat all the titans so that all the titans can die with him. So he just wants to make sure that no one inherits the titans after him. That's what I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> was That's what I thought his whole motivation was before we learned that Zeke and him are working together. So then the survey corps shows up way too late in the game. <laughs> Fucking five five episodes in and we were just like, when are they going to show up? To be fair, they had, we don't know what the original plan was, but they had a plan in s- scheduled and they were working through it because we know that Jean was already in Marley. Because we see him from the back, and I will I will talk about his appearance later. Sexiest jawline ever. Yes, but the mullet, no. Goddamn the fucking mullet. Why you gotta do that to my mans? But so they already had people infiltrating because I believe we find out later that somebody else was already in, like, infiltrated the army as well. So they had a plan, and they were working on leading up to the big attack, but then fucking Aaron... Fucking Aaron said, fuck your plan, I'm gonna do what I want, and has Falco mail out these letters to go off about how this is what we're doing, I'm doing this, this day at this time, so like, you better be here, or I'm just gonna go on my own fucking rampage, which he does anyways, because he's a fucking bitch, and he doesn't care about anybody, but himself, which is very Yeah, cool. but also, so, Jean was there, but also Yelena was there, but I don't think they knew that Yelena was there. I think Yelena was there only for Aaron's plan. Probably, yeah, because him and Zeke were working behind the scenes before all of that. But basically, Aaron was like, fuck your plan. I'm going to do my own plan, so here we go. And of course, that fucks shit up and leads to deadly consequences for people who should still be alive. Okay, let's talk talk a little bit more so that I can put off talking about what what I need to talk about. Okay, so... Other than Mikasa and Levi having the fucking dopest entrance of all anime time, 
Mikasa is still trying to save Eren. Fuck that shit. Let him die. Let him die. Mikasa, you deserve better. And the whole time, the whole time, because Mikasa's like, you killed innocents and children. And this whole time I'm thinking like, weren't they planning this? Because we didn't know at that point that this wasn't their plan. I was just like, what, isn't this what was supposed to happen? And Aaron's just like, fuck them kids. Aaron's like, oops. Aaron's like, I don't care. Looking back on it now after have watching the whole season, that plan doesn't sound like anything they would have done. They're not these devils that they're made out to be to the Marleans. They want to take out the bad guys, but they didn't want to kill innocent lives. Like, they would not have fucking let Aaron just fucking loose on this town when all of these people are congregated in one area. And he's stomping people, and he's throwing rocks at people. They would have tried to have been more sneaky and thought more about the loss of innocent lives than to just be like... Fuck all you bitches. <laughs> You're dead. And again, another parallel to the first season is that Aaron is basically, he did the same thing to them as what Reiner did to him. And I think he brings that up to Reiner. He does. Yeah, where he was like, it's okay, Reiner. I forgive you. We're the same. Because what you did to me, I'm about to do to you and your entire family. And then Reiner just like passes out because he... Because he tries to, he like protects Falco um, when Aaron transforms so that he doesn't get crushed. And then Ryder just passes out. <laughs> and there's that audio when, when Gabby is trying to like wake, wake up Reiner. And there's an audio that's like, oh, you look so adorable sitting there doing absolutely fucking nothing. Get your ass up. And I was like, oh, I hate Gabby, but that was really funny. I think you sent me that TikTok. My favorite one, it was an audio similar to something like that. And it's like, everybody's yelling. And he's like, just let me fucking die. Like, I just want to die. It's like, I'm trying to die, but people won't leave me alone. And so then that happens. Aaron successfully kills a shit ton of people. We get to see Armin in his colossal form for one time only. I don't know if we're going to be able to see it ever again. But that was, that was cool. He looks so sad. Poor Armin. And then we get to the airship. Oh no, not the airship. It's okay, I've already cried. Alright, I'm going to be very calm when I say this. This paragraph that I wrote was written in anger. But I'm not going to read it in anger. I'm going to say it very calmly. And I'm just going to explain why I think Sasha's death was stupid as fuck. I don't know, I don't know if I've actually ranted to you. I ranted to Ash in a very non-spoilery way, which then she immediately figured out, but also Ash got spoiled for a bunch of stuff, so then she just knew. But, so Sh Sasha was, and continues to be, my favorite character of all time. I relate to her. She's the character that I feel like most represents me as a person. Um, and she died being shot by Gabby, a literal 12-year-old. Fuck Gabby. <laughs> Fuck Gabby so Fuck much. Gabby. That's when... That's when all sympathy I had for Gabby just, they, it died with Sasha. But so Sasha is the comedic relief character. She's there to bring some like happiness and some like lighthearted energy to the show. And for some reason, that means that she doesn't get um, like a very good death scene. Like she doesn't get 
her literally her literal last word was meat and I think that's stupid as fuck because here let me show you that it's taking one part of her personality and making it the last thing she ever says the only thing I can like kind of equivocate it to in the same show is if Levi said like teacup when he died or something like make sure you clean up the blood that's oozing out of my body something stupid like that it's taking one tiny section of a character and just pushing her down towards that like okay here we go here we go I forgot I forgot his name but a uh, black hair bowl hair cut guy from season three who was who was dating Hitch that guy literally the last thing he thought about and what he was talking about is like oh like I'm imagining the woman I love and like how she's like sleeping peacefully and then he's kind of questioning himself like what am I doing here what's happening like I think that was a wonderful death scene and Erwin gets to choose to not become the Titan, the Colossal Titan. Like he gets to really make a last decision for herself, for himself. And then Sasha just says, meat? Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to take my favorite character and you're going to treat her death as a fucking joke. And I know that later on in almost every single episode afterward, they bring her up. They have a lot of respect. And I do enjoy that. But when I wrote this paragraph, it was in the moment. And I am still very upset about it. That just the, the absurdity of what happened is just absolutely ridiculous. And I understand that the point of her death was to show the casualty of war and that it's not fair. I understand that it's not fair. I get it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. And I really think that it could have been someone else. I so, love Connie also, so much, but I would have rather it have been him. Oh, don't do Connie like that. I love Connie, but I think Sasha dying was stupid. And then Aaron laughed afterwards. Fuck Aaron. So I was talking to two people. I was talking to Lauren and then I was talking to Tay about it. And I was, I was like, cause I was mad. I'm still mad. Like, I don't like that they did the meat thing. That was really stupid. I really don't think Sasha should have died. And I was like, I wish she would have had like a more heroic death. And Tay told me because of the way it's going, they said that, there's not going to be any more heroic deaths. Like, this is just, like you were saying, the casualties of war. But I was also talking to Lauren about it, and Lauren said, Sasha's death marks the end of the happy times, and all that's going to be ahead is death and war. So it's a, her death, although I know we both hate it, is a symbol of how it's all shit, it's just, diarrhea is just constantly hitting the fan from here on out. Which is exactly what happens. So part two of season four is going to be a nightmare for us. Oh my god. And they just, and, and, okay, after I've said that, I do appreciate that every time they do bring up Sasha, it is in a respectful-ish way for the most part, especially the main characters. And they do really value her death. I don't know... I mean, it wasn't very good for me because every time they brought her up, it always continued to make me cry. But I am glad that, that her death did really solidify some stuff, especially for Jean and Connie, who now fucking hate Aaron with a burning passion. I think that right there was a turning point for a lot of the original group. 
on no longer trusting Aaron and his instincts because if they had probably, I mean, people would have died regardless if they had gone along with the original plan, which we still don't know what it was. But had they followed the original plan, they would have had preparations for different events. Sasha is dead because Aaron decided to be a dick and put his own plan into action and not telling anybody. Also, they should have noticed when they were calling to the guy on the line that Gabby killed and that's how she got into the ship, they should have known to look out. Like, they were- they prematurely celebrated as well, which doesn't help. But I solely blame Sasha's death on Aaron and the fact that he wanted to do his own plan because he was sick of waiting and doesn't agree with what everybody else is trying to do. I completely agree. But that is where, like you said, you can definitely tell that John, John and Connie are over him. Armin's done with his shit. And then, of course, so is Mikasa. Like, I never realized how much of a friendship had developed between Mikasa and Sasha until that scene. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love them. Like, Sasha, someone, someone pointed it out um, that... Sasha has really been the main... Sasha and then Armin have been the consistency in Mikasa's life, even though Armin was more focused on Eren than on Mikasa. But... But Sasha has been the main focus of, like, Mikasa's life. Like, Mikasa had to, like, help her. She, like, saved her a couple times. She, like, made sure that she was, like, fed and a whole bunch of the promo videos. There's, like, the one where they're having a picnic and then... Mikasa is feeding Sasha a pie and it's just and it's the cutest thing ever and it's just and obviously you can tell in the next episode at Sasha's funeral that Mikasa is just absolutely devastated because she lost her best friend. She lost one of the few friends that she had and I don't want to say this like I feel like saying this makes it sound like Armin was only her friend because she was attached to Aaron's hip which in the beginning is probably the case, but, you know, they've grown up together. They went through training together. They're in the scouts together. But Sasha was one of the first people that Mikasa made friends with of her own accord. Yeah. Not because Sasha was obsessed with Eren, but because she wanted to be friends with Mikasa. Yeah. Even though Sasha just really forced herself on Mikasa and was like, we're going to be friends now whether you like it or not, which is a very Claire thing to do. Yeah. I'm just like, if I decide that you're my friend, uh, that's it for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just no backing out now. No matter how hard you try, can't get away. Unfortunately. You're stuck with me. Ha ha ha. God fucking damn it. But yeah, so she lost not only her best friend, but the first friend that wanted to be friends with her because of her, not because they were already friends with Aaron or they were interested in Aaron. And then we're introduced to the king himself, the man who respects all women, and the king himself, Niccolo, the love of my life. I love that man so much. Oh my god. Talk about enemies to lovers in the span of a heartbeat. Man, did that man switch sides real quick <laughs> hey listen when you're in enemy territory and a hot devil woman likes your cooking and you know she could slit your throat in 2.5 seconds 
That's how you fall in love, man. Man, I love them so much. Because I knew about Niccolo before season four came out because I'm absolute trash and I have a whole Pinterest board of my favorite ships and I never really shipped Sasha with Connie. I didn't either. I could see it, but no. I can see it and I respect it. I just don't, I just don't like, I don't see it. And he even said at her at her funeral, like she was my twin. Like they were, they were siblings. Like he loved her, but as like a sibling. But I was just, it's something that I was like, oh, Sasha, but she's a comedic character. So I was like, oh, she's probably not going to get a love interest. But honestly, how Isama writes love interest, I didn't really want her to have one. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. So I was just like, but uh, nope, she got a love interest. I think apart from Ymir and Historia, Nicolo and Sasha might be my favorite pairing in all of they're Attack very, on Titan. They're very cute. I... I really like that pairing too. Well, you better because we do Nicolo and Sasha. (laughs) We do do Nicolo and Sasha, don't we? The only thing that makes me so sad about it is we didn't even get to see them in like current times together. All we get of them is flashbacks and that makes it hurt so much fucking more. One flashback of them together. We only get one. We only got the first one when he first met her. When she was tearing up lobster. That's the only one that we see where they are together. And the rest is just current time of him talking about her. And the amount of times that people just like, oh, I thought they were, I thought they were dating. Oh, he was obviously in love with her. And then, okay, okay. We're getting ahead ourselves because we're jumping forward. But, but let me, I'm just finishing my, my point on Niccolo that, I, like, there have been, like, people who have given, like, love professions, and Ymir, like, obviously asked Historia to marry her every five seconds, but, (laughs) but Niccolo, at every single possible chance, has told everyone, anyone who was listening, how much he cared for Sasha. And she, and I mean, we'll never know if she knew. We'll never know. I think she did know. I think she did know, but it's not confirmed. And we don't know, like, man, fuck. Well, you go cry in a corner. Uh, I would have, like, I loved, I loved this man the first time we saw him. And then all all that Sasha's love interest. And we see him. And, like, each time we, like, hear him talk about her, I'm like, I, I love this man. And then we cut to the scene where they're at his restaurant. And it's John and Connie, and they pick up a bottle of wine. And John and Connie are joking around about drinking it, like, oh, only high-ranking officers get this. Well, we're high-ranking officers. We should get a bottle, too. And Niccolo snatches that wine bottle up so fast from their hands and is calling them slurs and is being a real dick. And, like, it physically broke my heart. I was like, I thought you were on their side. Like, where did this suddenly come from? Was this all a lie? Like, are you just super conflicted because you fell in love with Sasha and you know, like, you're not supposed to? But then it all comes to light when we figure out that Zeke's spinal fluid is in the wine. And, like, I was like, oh, thank God, because I was like, I really didn't want to have to hate him. And then, like, even John and Connie make a comment, like, whoa, dude, like, calm down. We were just joking. And he was like, I thought we were cool. Like, I thought we were friends, which makes me think they did hang out. I don't know if they hung out outside of work, but I'm sure they probably frequented his restaurant a lot because they talk like they're friends. Well, yeah. Well, he wasn't, 
he wasn't working at the restaurant until like recently because like they only because he he said something like oh because of like the work I did now they gave me this restaurant which makes it seem like he's only been there not that long because I know it is confirmed that he was just their chef for a long time like while the anti-Marlian volunteers were there. Oh also apart from Yelena and Nicolo of the anti-Marlian volunteers we got to talk about my man Onyong Kapoon because I love him. Him and Hanji, I love them together. Power duo, seriously. I'm not saying it's a ship. But in all of, like, our ships, like, the classic ships, there's the high energy one. And then there's the really calm, like, pu like puts them in their place. And that's them, but, like, as friends. Like, and I love it. Like, he's just always getting wrapped into her shit. And I love it. I love it so much. But also... Poor Hanji, man. I I feel so bad. They need a hug so bad. And goddamn. They just, they kind of have like this existential crisis for a second. After Aaron put his disgusting, grubby, musky hands on them. Ooh, I almost broke my TV. I almost broke my TV. I was like, I was about to throw some. I was like, this motherfucker has already broken the ice. Like, I already hate him. But he put his hands on my royal majesty. He's dead. He's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Aaron just did really everything in his power to make us hate him. And I want to talk about why I think that is later also, on. But also, can we, can we, can we just talk about the fact that after Aaron lets Hanji go, Hanji's like, well, Aaron, you pervert. I was like, okay, but why is that me making jokes after a situation like that? We like, Aaron almost freaking killed you. Ooh, Aaron, <laughs> what you doing there, bud? You pervert getting grabby hands. Even more solidifies why I love Hanji. Hanji's a wonderful commander, and they've really done everything, and I think that they feel like they failed. I definitely feel like they failed Sasha, but they, it wasn't their plan. Like, they had a plan. And it wasn't their fault that Sasha died. Like, and the rest, because I know, like, a, a few other scouting people died. I'm sorry, I don't know your names. They're unimportant. They were probably going to die anyways. But like, Sasha died. And it's, and I know that Hanji takes responsibility for it. Well, you can even see that in another scene where it's, like, Hanji's internal monologue. And I think it was right after the Aaron scene or some meeting, and they're, like, did, like, Erwin make the right choice by making me commander after his death? Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, they're, like, internalizing all this when it's, like, you did the best you could with what you had. Had you followed the plan? Had Aaron not fucked the shit up? Like, there's a possibility that Sasha could still be alive. But there's also a possibility that if you had followed your own plan, Sasha could have also died, too. Yeah. And everyone else could have died. We'll never know. But... With the plan that we do know, we can be mad at Aaron for it. Um, and we are. So. Fuck Aaron. But fuck Aaron. So then Aaron escapes. And so does Gabby and Falco. They escape too. But let's talk about Aaron for a second. So Aaron escapes to go and find, to have some like brotherly bonding time. And they form, and him and, oh my god, fucking flock. Fucking flock fanboy piece of shit. First off, 
Marlo should have survived that attack, not fucking Pom Pom Head. Of anybody, of anybody, Marlo should have survived. Um, him and Hitch are adorable, and I will cosplay Hitch at some point. But he should have survived, because, like, honestly, if Marlo lived, the Jaegerists would not have formed. The fucking Jaegerists. Why that name, of all things? I hate it. I don't know. Okay, so then Aaron escapes, and Flock has him waiting at the sunset with only a t-shirt. First of all, can we talk about Aaron's flat ass for just a second? No wonder I don't like him. Yeah, you're, you're an ass man. I am. And then, so Flock, so having escaped from prison, uh, Aaron's like walking up. He's like, hey, Flock, you're the leader of my new uh, fan club. Um, let's go find Zeke. And Flock's like, uh, I brought you, I brought some, you some clothes, Aaron. Uh, this is just a jacket. I mean, yeah, sorry, couldn't find a shirt. You're telling me that Flock has had this planned? For a long ass time, probably since Aaron got back. And all he had was a jacket. And all he had was a jacket. Oops, sorry, Aaron. I I couldn't find a shirt, but here is this jacket. Maybe we you can lost. put it on in slow motion, please. We lost the jacket on the way up here. I'm so sorry. For real. For real. You can borrow For my real. shirt if you want, Aaron. No, the jacket's fine. <laughs> But I like how they make it slow-mo as he puts the jacket on. I'm like, he's not hot shit. He should be a dead cockroach right now. But, like, also, can we talk about the fact with the Jaegerist? First off, I hate the name. I hate the fucking name. Whoever came up with that, I hate it. Probably Flock. Probably was Pom Pom Head. It comes in later when, you know, the Jaegerists are taking over <laughs> fucking the world that... They are doing the exact same thing that Marley did to the Eldians in Marley with the fucking armbands. We're back in Nazi Germany <laughs> again. Twice in this show. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's that they don't know another way of controlling them other than the way that the oppressors did. So it's like, it's the same thing of like a, a, like a dad yells at his kid and then the kid goes to school and yells at another kid. Like it's the only way that they know how. History repeating itself. You gotta learn from your past mistakes. You do. And it just goes to show too, because uh, surprise, surprise, I have, I guess technically an associates in history, specifically women's history. Um, and one of the big things that I learned in my history classes was that the history books are written by the conquerors, by the oppressors. They're the ones who write it. Which explains why, when you look back at the Eldian texts that the kids learn in school, the Eldians were horrible, and they killed all these people, and they used the Titans, and we managed to knock them down. But it's like, mm, they probably really weren't that horrible. And then the Marlians are the one who wrote the horrible textbooks to make Eldians look like trash. And it is very, like, has World War II. Like, it's not, it's obviously not, like, all World War II, but it definitely has symbolism from that. I do also know that a lot of the way that the Eldians are treated was more of, like, the traditional Japanese experience during World War II, is what I heard someone say. But the whole thing about blaming the the Eldians for something that happened like a long ass time ago was very much what like what Hitler did to the Jewish people be like oh well they they lost us World War One, and then we had to pay like all this money to the rest of the world 
Well, also, fun facts about Hitler. Another reason why he hates Jews is because when his mother died, I think she got sick. The doctor that she saw was Jewish. So that's another reason why he hated the Jews, because he blamed the Jews for his mother's death. Another thing, too, because I noticed this when I first started watching Attack on Titan, the architecture style is very reminiscent of Germany as well. Like, the cottage-looking buildings, the forestry, because it's based, like, it's set in, essentially, Germany without being Germany. And they have German names. Yeah, I think the the inspiration, there's a town where Isiyama got, the inspiration was in Bavaria, so. Yeah, and also Aaron Jaeger. Jaeger! Wait, 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 can we? Aaron Jaeger! Aaron Jaeger! Also, can we talk about Falco saying Gabby in that one scene with the horse? And he's like, Gabby! <laughs> Gabby! <laughs> oh, it's so fucking. I love all the memes that came out after that episode, and it was like, my favorite ship in Attack on Titan. It's Gabby with the horse's mouth over her head. All right. Well, this is a. Uh, we're not even close to being done with this so we're gonna we're gonna pull an attack on titan season four and we're gonna have a part two we won't make you wait over a year for it yeah no 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 no. anyways thanks for tuning into another episode and listening to us ramble don't forget to follow us on twitter at weed cafe podcast you can tweet at us and whatnot you can also email us if you want to suggest animes we watch or topics you want us to cover or something like that at weed cat weed cafe <laughs> weeb <laughs> weeb cafe podcast at gmail.com you should also check out some of these other cool weebish podcasts that i have been listening to um and they're shonen flop they do flopped manga from shonen jump very funny these guys are hilarious there is also they're not cousins which is a sailor moon podcast um run by three hilarious women and Oh, Otaku's Delight, which is run by three black women who I enjoy just listening to everything they have to say. Um, As for it, that's all we got. We'll see you next week with part two where we talk about how much we still fucking hate Aaron. (laughs) Alright, goodbye! Bye!